Welcome to the One Signal Podcast, where we aim to educate listeners on product industry and best practices to build a great customer messaging practice. This is your host, Josh Wetzel. Got a great guest today for you, Chief Strategy Officer of Mute 6, Moody Nashawadi. Moody has been at Mute 6 since 2016. They're a digital agency focused on building and growing some of the largest e-commerce, retail, and luxury brands. Mute 6 has been very successful as evidenced by being the most successfully referenced Facebook customer case study and Shopify Plus agency partner. I'm excited to speak with Moody today about Music's experience with retail and e-commerce brands and how they find success driving customer retention and engagement. Uh, we appreciate you joining today, Moody. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So I'm glad you're braving the heat. California, for those of you who are listening right now, is in a massive heat wave. And even though we're at different ends of the state, it is blistering hot. So how are you doing? Uh, you know, just burning up. <laughs> it's not... It's not the worst. I'm actually in Palm Springs and it's exactly 120 degrees outside, which is a little insane. So we're spending a lot of time inside. But as soon as it cools down just a little bit to like the, you know, 106, 107 range, then uh, I'm going to go outside, jump in the pool. Nice. Yeah. Well, so you've been on a digital marketing career path, kind of working on paid search and social. Kind of what got you there? Like what got you started? So my digital marketing career started in somewhere on 2010. I thought online marketing was going to be around for a long time. I'm joining Experian. I learned a lot about direct response advertising, managing some of the marketing channels at freecreditreport.com underneath Experian. And uh, that was a big company back in the day. I don't know if you remember the jingles. Yeah, I do. But, I but do. yeah, they were just crushing it. And I learned a lot of things there. And then I saw an opportunity to join a social agency uh, not too long after that and was doing big major like and engagement campaigns on Facebook in 2011, 2012 for Toyota and a bunch of other big name brands, Fortune 500 companies. And that's my start. Then about three years later, I kind of got the itch to do performance marketing again I missed the tangible, really just kind of driving response, affecting the bottom line. I honestly couldn't say that any of the like campaigns that I was running was doing anything good for all of these big Fortune 500 companies. And honestly, that all fell apart. <laughs> Shortly after that, I found Mute6. Steve Weiss, the CEO, I found him in a Facebook chat. He was hiring campaign managers. And I was like, hey, I can kind of help you with that. Let's see what you got. About... Uh, four years ago. And then I've helped the company build to 200 people now. And then we recently sold it last year to Dentsu. And I happened to be a partner in the whole thing by the time we did all that. And that's kind of my ride. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, Mute 6 was acquired by Dentsu last year is now part of the iProspect family. Yeah, that's correct. What, when you think about how would you describe, you know, in 30 seconds, what Mute 6 does and what your kind of core competency is? So we started off as a really mostly a Facebook advertising agency to help people scale their media buys on Facebook. We happen to kind of fall into this niche where we do e-commerce. For us, like we've always wanted to be able to, as much as possible, really drive growth for e-commerce uh, businesses. And more and more, we noticed how many businesses there were starting on Shopify and things like that. And, you know, we've only built services around being able to support businesses growth, uh, specifically, and being part of that equation, us thinking about like, how is this the biggest potential problem in the room to solve in the sense of driving sales profitably? How much do you think about acquisition versus retention? 
it's all about acquiring users and growing and uh, really taking your smaller brand into bigger brands. And those are the, the size of clients that we really service. It's kind of like what Mark Cuban always says, sales lifts all boats. So like you can kind of really solve your problems by just growing more, growing efficiently. But from a retention standpoint, look, retention matters. You know, I think that you have to reach a certain point before you can start thinking about harvesting the, the customer base that you have. And I think there's a balance between driving revenue growth from your current customer base versus uh, acquiring new customers as well. Yeah. And that's what's sexy. So that's why acquisition, I think, gets talked about a lot more. But I was just curious your take. And it makes sense given where you are, you're dealing with a lot of brands that are emerging. An emerging brand is less about protecting what they have. It's more about really growing. The best brands ultimately are thinking about both. If you're not thinking about what happens after they've experienced it with you, you're just going to churn a lot and it's hard to really yeah. put the investment in a net new. Yeah. And to us, it's like, it's it, there's like four main phases of companies that we really help. There's like the first level of phase is really companies that are either going to market or trying to just find product market fit. And so that whole strategy book for them the next phase is kind of like they found it. Now they're like ready for growth. So, and then third is that kind of rapid scale. And then fourth is where they kind of reach this level of sort of, I want to say they kind of level out, but they're looking for efficiency. They want to still grow, but again, it's more about like the harvesting phase and, you know, really understanding and trying to retain users and drive revenue from your core base. So, you know, three of those phases are specifically around growth and how to acquire, you know, your customer base. Uh, and that's, that's the fun. I think that's the most fun that I have, to be honest, because you get to test, you get to really, you know, have a lot of creative thinking. A lot of times there's a lot more just big, low hanging fruit in terms of things you can do for companies. And that's where you really kind of see the potential scale and opportunity for the brands. Yeah. If we hone in on engagement and retention, what's your general approach for clients? Our goal is this. Like, I think we find that 30% of a company's revenue should be coming from re-engagement and email campaigns. So for us, there's a number of strategies between email and SMS, some pushes that you do via web. The first thing we like to do is a full brand audit of like what they're doing from a retention lifecycle marketing standpoint. So we'll often audit all of their platforms uh, and we'll find that like for the most part, people aren't necessarily doing enough or aren't doing it in a way that's thoughtful uh, and done with segmentation across either the funnel or across different audience groups or across like your customer base in terms of retention. For us, it's setting up those segments for the brand and figuring out smart strategies uh, for each type of segment, whether that's how often they're frequently they're buying, what are they buying, you know, potentially win back campaigns, things of that. What's the prioritization on your end? To me, email is, you know, SMS is rising for sure, uh, just because the engagement is so much higher, but email has been number one. SMS is a close second and push, push is third. Are you seeing uh, that in sort of contribution of revenue as well? I mean, it's just high level, of course. But Yeah, yeah. In terms of revenue, it's the same sort of thing, although SMS it continues to rise. Okay. And has the approach changed over the years? SMS and push are new or newer. 
Yeah, there's a standard sort of playbook that tends to work. And then things are constantly changing based off trends that are happening in terms of how consumers are buying things. But I'd say the types of messaging, the sequencing, the way we think about it, the strategies, I mean, they're all kind of rooted in what makes sense for customer behavior at the time from a seasonal standpoint. And so those don't change too much. I think the medium in which you you apply these sort of tactics tend to change. On top of that, what we're seeing is the type of creative and messaging it happens to happens to shift specifically this year as, as COVID disrupts the way we buy, the way we think about the things that we're buying, the, the way we think about the brands that we're buying from. Yep. So we recently did a joint case study with a, a mutual client, Inspire Uplift. And the results were pretty impressive, actually, if we look at kind of our backend data and a lot of other results, they're consistent with it, but even higher as it related specifically to abandoned cart, roughly 182% growth and around 10% of total revenue. Is that consistent you're seeing in other, other clients or is that a sort of a new finding for you and the team with regards to push notifications? Yeah, those are some awesome numbers. And, and honestly, like we're seeing that more and more across our clients uh, as we get into it and start both analyzing what's working and just kind of optimizing across the board. The way I see it, email's gotten a lot more segmented and personal. And that's something that we look to implement and add. But SMS and push are things that move just as as the industry moves forward. These new you know tech and new sort of mediums and channels immediately also move forward to that level as well. So we're able to kind of use the same sort of strategies that we're developing across those new channels, which is really nice. So that's the way I see it and the way that the biggest things that I think are happening in terms of how strategies are, are shifting. Where do you think things are in two, three, four years? Maybe the platforms might be different. Maybe the ways we use them might be different. But ultimately, I think the technology is there to stick and as a tool for businesses to use. That being said, there's also pixel things coming out where you know, we're really seeing the death of the pixel. So it'll be more important than ever to actually own the data of your customers and the relationships there. So which means things like, you know, I guess, push notifications, email, SMS is going to be even more important. You know? So that's something I see there as well. And then from a brand side... I think that we're slowly seeing the legacy brand start to not be able to keep up at all with the upstart direct-to-consumer brand. And like you, I mean, with just how many bankruptcy numbers you're seeing across the board for big retail, I, I don't think COVID helped in any way, but that was also something that's a trend we've been seeing for quite a while. We'll still continue to see a lot of smaller brands kind of upstart and through innovation, we'll see even more brands come out and it'll just be a massive marketplace of all sorts of different types of brands until you know somebody comes and starts pulling them all together as we usually see in industries that are booming like this. Yeah, it's an interesting time. How much do you think about marrying acquisition and retention for clients? It's a big deal. You need both. I mean, you don't survive on just Right. Like it's like the old saying, you know, whoever can afford to spend the most to acquire a user wins. Right. It's all built in the LTV. So like whoever you don't really have a business if you have a one off campaign and you're able to acquire a customer once like there's not many companies out there that can do that. 
and actually survive, right? So retention is really everything in terms of building a sustainable business. We focus on acquisition because, you know, I mean, the companies we work with don't have very many customers to begin with. And then once they get to a certain size, we're starting to build that retention uh, channel. And to us, again, like 30% of business of a business's revenue should be coming from the retention channel. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So what are strategies that companies should be taking? I mean, innovation is 100% the biggest number one in terms of retaining your customer base, coming out with new product lines. And so companies who are like, you know, naturally, I'd say like fashion apparel, they're coming out with seasonal lines and they're coming up with drops like ever so frequently. That's how they build their business. But then I see companies that build like one product, one off, maybe it's a a higher priced item, maybe it's like $400 to $600 and it happens to be some sort of, let's say, fitness device or, you know, something like the Peloton, right? Yep. So how do they win? Or in the, in the sense of Peloton, it's a subscription business and actually you're seeing them pivot now to be full subscription, which is really interesting. Could talk a lot there. But anyway, in any of these businesses that are selling one item, they need to think about their next version, how to make it better. I, I see them and we help them and we help them strategize and think about this in a way where they can build a retention strategy to their business model that actually pays out for the long term. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Moody, for joining the podcast. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. The great partnering with the the Mute 6 team and looking forward to continue to to work with you guys and help you on the, the retention kind of margin side so that you can have more ammo for the acquisition side and and grow your clients and businesses. Um, If you enjoyed what you listened to today, please subscribe to the One Signal podcast, your preferred podcast directory, Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, and many others. If you're looking for a great customer engagement software used by more than 1 million companies across the globe, try One Signal for free today. In the meantime, have a great day. Stay safe, positive, and sane. Take care. Take care.